The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Great time of year. We're in the middle of March Madness. Although my team, the Syracuse Orangemen, nowhere to be found. They are found in the LIT. Well, not the NIT. I call it the LIT. The Losers Invitational Tournament. Not becoming of a powerhouse team, the Syracuse Orangemen. And yesterday, we celebrated St. Patrick's Day. Great corned beef and cabbage, great Irish delicacies, great Irish whiskeys, Irish brewski, Irish music. We were all Irish yesterday. And I say that we should make the Friday mandatory to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I don't care if it falls on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a Sunday. Let's make it the Friday before or after. That's when St. Patrick's Day should be celebrated because you can go to town on Friday knowing the start of the weekend is upon us. Long-ash greetings and salutations. A long-ash snappy salute. Semper Delitatio. Always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. The Global Alpha, the Global General Front and Center from Command Center Alpha Headquarters, Humidor 1A in the Cigar City. And we welcome you two hours of absolute pleasure and alpha male conversational maneuvers. The conversation never ends on social media. Make sure you follow me. Twitter, at Cigar Dave Show. Facebook and Instagram, Cigar Dave. Check the website out, CigarDave.com. On Wednesday... President Donald J. Trump had an interview with one of Fox's rising stars, Tucker Carlson. Does anybody, by the way, miss Megan Kelly, Kelly Megan? Does anybody miss her? I didn't think so. Who is right? Nowhere to be found. Not a, and they were going to pay her $20, 22000000 $20 to stay? Why? Good luck at NBC. She's going to be relegated to the hinterlands. Nobody cares. Nobody will be interested. But a a nice interview Tucker Carlson had with President Trump on Wednesday. And one of the things that President Trump mentioned was the bickering, the bitterness, the lack of camaraderie in Washington, D.C. Let's take a listen to what he had to say. You know, when I was in Washington years ago, I'd come in and Republicans would fight with the Democrats during the day. And then you'd see them after dinner at a restaurant and get the families would be out. I mean, they got along. The hatred is so incredible. So true. Back in the days when they said the, remember the term cigar-filled back rooms? As if it was a negative. It wasn't. The days of the cigar-filled back rooms were when you had members of opposing parties 
that fought bitterly, that debated vigorously, but yet would get into a room, would have cigars, would have libations, they would sit, they would advance their points, and at the end of the day, they would come out and compromise, and they would come out with a bill or legislation that didn't meet what everything the one side wanted and what the other side wanted. But they would come to terms. And I am, I'm a, I most remember when President Ronald Reagan and House Speaker at the time, Thomas Tip O'Neill, every Friday, although they were bitter adversaries during the week, yet Tip O'Neill had a standing date with President uh, Reagan in the White House every Friday afternoon where they would share some whiskey and cocktails together. That's exactly what alphas do. That is what must be done. The problem is today, you don't have the camaraderie, you don't have the esprit de corps, and you can be vigorous opponents. You can debate your cause, but at the end of the day, go out, grab a cigar, have a libation, even grab dinner together. President Trump was 100% correct. And why is Washington so dysfunctional? Because you have now the tremendous animosity. And it's not that the Republicans won't sit down. It's that the taxocrats, the Democrats, have become so hate-filled with vitriol. And it started with, I think, really Harry Reid and Pelosi. They were really the first to really get entrenched. And Debbie Brillopad Schultz, where they really started to look at the Republicans as the enemies. And they wouldn't socialize. They wouldn't, they wouldn't converse with them. And when you look at that, that can be traced to the start of a terrible downhill spiral in Washington in relations between both parties. Now, I'll give you a perfect example. Up in Tallahassee, the state capital of Florida, and I go up there on a regular basis. I'm on the board of directors of the Florida Association of Broadcasters. I have been for a long time. No secret. The speaker-designate of the House of Representatives is Jose Oliva. One of the owners, well, formerly owners of Oliva Cigar, they sold the company about uh, four or five months ago. But Jose, there are about three other representative senators that share a house. I call it the fraternity house. It's just about a minute's walk from the governor's mansion, not far from a, a stone's throw from the Capitol in uh, Tallahassee, the Capitol building. And every night, it's like a fraternity house. There's a big porch where there's tables set up where you can sit where there are domino tables set up, people can play chess. There's a bar on the inside, and every day, every night from about 7, 8 o'clock till about midnight, 1 in the morning, sometimes later, there are representatives and senators and, yes, lobbyists and members of the cabinet that get together from different parties, Republicans, Democrats, independents, they have cocktails, they have cigars, they play dominoes, and they engage in conversational maneuvers. They socialize. Now, what is very interesting about that is the first time I went, Jose introduced me to several people, and he said, oh, yeah, this is one of my opponents, one of my, uh, uh, you know, the, the minority leader. And meanwhile, they vigorously are, are, are opposed on the, on the House floor, but yet in the evenings they are socializing. And I've always said that a social that, that a cigar, a libation, is the great equalizer. Go to any cigar store in the nation, any cigar lounge, and you will see people of different ethnic backgrounds. You will see people of different religions, different political parties. But yet they all share something in common. 
They want to have a cigar. They want to enjoy a libation. And yet they're getting together. We always hear about diversity. It's crammed down our throats. I'm so sick of hearing about diversity. We must be a diverse nation. We must embrace our diversity. It's a load of BS. If you want diversity, you don't have to cram it down someone's throat. Go to any cigar lounge across this country or across the world. You want to see diversity without it being forced down people's throats? You will find it at cigar lounges, cigar stores across the world. And nobody has to be told, hey, you should converse with this person or, this, or, or, or somebody from a different uh, ethnic persuasion or a different religion. It happens every single day. I laugh when I hear these politicians saying, we must embrace our diversity. We must show that we're a diverse nation. I'm like, why don't you just go to a cigar lounge or a cigar store and you would witness it without having somebody shove it up your ass. And I am so sick and tired of these politicians saying, we have to be diverse and embrace our diversity. It's a load of bull. Most of them spew it, but they don't practice it. You want to see true democracy? Go to any, as I said, cigar store, cigar lounge across this nation, and you will see people enjoying themselves, conversing, different backgrounds, different ethnic groups, different, so, different, different social standing, different income brackets. You name it, you will see it. And what is the common denominator? Everybody gets along. Everybody enjoys their cigars. Everybody enjoys their libations. We engage in vigorous debate. We engage in great joke-telling and storytelling. Everybody gets along. And that is a lesson that the Democrats and the Republicans should learn. The problem is you've got Schmuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and Debbie Berlopad-Schultz and all the other hostile Democrats. They're all hostile. They can't sit down and socialize with Republicans. Can't do it. And they feel that there's going to be a backlash from their base. Be man enough or woman enough to tell your base, look, I may not agree with everything on the other side, but that will not preclude me from conversing with them, from sharing a cocktail, having dinner, having a cigar, and maybe we can find common ground. But this nation has become so polarized, and most of all on the Democrat side. And I know some people are going to say, oh, that's not true, it's the Republicans. Well, maybe there's a few, but I'll tell you, Barack Obama never did anything to ingratiate themselves to the Republicans, and for that matter, for, to the Democrats. There are several Democratic members of uh, the House who told me straight up, I never have a, a, had a relationship with Barack Obama. He wasn't a social guy. He was an introvert. He was, he was an introvert, didn't have any interest in socializing or schmoozing. And what is President Trump doing? He is using the White House as a schmooze house which is exactly what he should be doing. Republicans, Democrats, invite him over to bowl. Invite him over for dinner. Invite him for the St. Patrick's Day celebration. That is what you do. That is what any good leader does. You reach out and say, look, I'm not going to agree with you on everything, but there may be a time we can work together. But if you can't pick up the phone and say, hey, Chuck, hey, Nancy, hey, Jim, hey, Fred, hey, uh, Jim, hey, Patty, if you can't pick up the phone and do that, you are dead on arrival. And that's what Barack Obama never understood. The power of schmooze. The power of socializing. And that is a lost art. And that, that's what take, takes place at every cigar store with alpha males, with women who are there. We need more of that. Perhaps the legislators, many of whom voted to regulate cigars... 
maybe they all, all ought to take a field trip to a cigar lounge or cigar store and watch the diversity and watch the socialization and watch the, the give and take and the camaraderie and the fellowship. Maybe if they did that, they'd get more done in Washington. President Trump, 100% right. Most of the fault, blame, goes to the Democrats. There are some on the Republican side, too. But I'll tell you, most of the Republicans say, hey, I'll meet with a Democrat, no problem. It's the Democrats that fear meeting with Republicans. And that is pathetic. Let's go back to those smoke-filled back rooms where people bickered and argued and debated, but then came out with the deal. The power of cigars, the power of spirits, the power of schmoozing. When we come back, I will tell you about some people I schmooze with at one of the cigar lounges in the Cigar City. You never know who you're going to run into. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, an event that took place at the uh, Thursday night at March Madness, the NCAA tournament, the importance of being an alert and aware alpha. I am the global alpha. Proud to be alpha. Proud that we are diverse when we go into alpha lounges and cigar lounges and cigar bars. We will continue our alpha male conversational maneuvers around the corner. The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is a boutique blend sampler, including the Swag Black. This beautiful, full-bodied cigar is made from all Dominican tobaccos, including a Habano wrapper. The Swag Black has delicious flavors emanating from those tobaccos. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm -hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the Silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So... The Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts, 
You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. The foremost authority on cigars, spirits, diversions, and the good life. The General Cigar Dave. Earlier this week, I needed a diversion. Midday diversion, get out of the office a little bit. So I went uh, very close by to the Davidoff Store Lounge, where we, we broadcast many of our shows and record many of our shows from. Very uh, close to Command Center Alpha. And as I was there, uh, one of the people came up to me, one of the people that was there, actually, uh, Marky Mark, one of the managers there, said, uh, General, i got to introduce you to somebody. Say hello to Mike Glenn from Rocky's News and Cigars in Syracuse, your former stomping ground. Know the place very well, so I had a chance to spend about 15, 20 minutes with him right on North Salina Street in the city of Syracuse, not far from where one of my favorite Italian restaurants, Aunt Josie's, used to be. Oh, could I go for that baked ziti right in the pot right now? And I remember Aunt Josie would sit there with her beehive bouffant and the cat eye glasses with her, with her apron on, making sure everything that left the kitchen met her exact standards. Oh, with two giant meatballs, I could go for that right now. But Mike and I chatted and reminisced about Syracuse. He's uh, really a destination store. People from all over the area go in there. Great selection. And he said, next time you're up, General, you got to come by. And I absolutely will. He was down with his family for a week of vacation. Perfect time to come down to the Cigar City of Tampa because they had some serious snow up in uh, western and central New York and the northeast uh, earlier this week. Also, one of our uh, alphas and lieutenants from the Columbus Theater of Operations, Howard, came up to me and uh, and recognize my voice and said, General, love your show. Listen all the time. we got about 10 of us that always listen in Columbus. And he said, I listen to you in the car on the uh, podcast if I'm uh, traveling. Always enjoy great cigars. And, and uh, rec- as for recommendation, I said, you got to go for the Davidoff Tampa cigar. Can't go wrong. So spent some time with him. So appreciate him coming up to me. And a special shout out to all of our alphas and lieutenants listening up in the Columbus Theater of Operation in Buckeye country. All right. Now, let me get to something very important that affects all of us that are cigar connoisseurs. Live, Live local, local, late breaking. breaking. This is a Cigar Dave News Bulletin. Well, earlier this week, the Trump administration, President Trump, announced actually a week ago, a week ago yesterday, uh, plans to nominate Dr. Scott Gottlieb to be the Secretary of the, or the Director of the Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, which now has regulatory power over the cigar industry. Dr. Gottlieb is 44, a conservative, longtime physician, had previously served as Deputy Commissioner of the FDA under President George W. Bush, currently a partner at the venture capital firm New Enterprise Associates. Now, this is going to be very, very important. Because Dr. Gottlieb, as well as 
uh, the Dr. Price, who is the Secretary of Health and Human Services, they now will be overseeing the FDA and the FDA overseeing cigars, part of their deeming regulations, and they are going to have the power. Remember, President Trump said, we want to eliminate regulations. We want less regulations on everything. And the appointment of Dr. Gottlieb met by all these cigar associations, the Cigar Association of America, the Cigar Rights of America, the International Premium Cigar and Pipe Retailers Association with, uh, with glee, because he is known to support the exclusion of premium cigars from FDA oversight. Back on August 16, 2012, Dr. Gottlieb, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, penned an op-ed in the New York Post I want to share and read some with you. And it was the headline, BAM, as in Obama, BAM's Cigar Trouble. At issue is a draft FDA regulation that insiders say would deem cigars subject to many of the provisions of a 2009 law that gave the agency the power to oversee the sale of tobacco products. So this was before the deeming regulations were enacted. He goes on to say the rising use of machine-made cigars by underage smokers has long troubled the FDA, but the new regulation apparently wouldn't clearly distinguish these cheap small cigars from larger premium cigar brands smoked by adults. About 85,000 Americans work in the premium cigar business. Many of those jobs would be in jeopardy if the FDA's regulations went forward. About 75% of the domestic importers and producers of cigars are located in Florida, where it's a $2 billion a year industry. The rumors have stoked so much consternation that Congress is advancing a bill to block the FDA, exempting premium cigars from regulation. The measure already has 220 bipartisan co-sponsors, including Democratic Senator Bill Nelson of Florida. Even before it's voted on, the bill may prompt the FDA to take a middle road. The agency could argue that the premium cigars fall within its jurisdiction as a tobacco product, but that for now... But for now, it will exercise discretion and not regulate the high-end smokes. Well, we know what happened. They did regulate premium cigars. They didn't care that premium cigars are smoked by adults and not kids. And so, we now have an FDA director who is pro-cigar, who understands the difference between premium cigars and other tobacco products, including cigarettes. And the end of his article, he says, it will cause a lot of jobs to needlessly go up in smoke if the FDA does uh, uh, oversees cigars and regulates cigars. That's exactly what happened. We now have a friend at the FDA and Secretary of HHS. We will keep an eye and keep you up to date. Download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, Kindle, and iOS so you can listen to the general anytime, anywhere. The Cigar Dave mobile app is presented by Diamond Crown. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store today. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. 
Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. With an unlimited and secure supply of pleasure sticks available for the general to enjoy, it's time for National Cigar Litation Maneuvers. The March 2017 Officers Club selection consists of the Swag Black and the Swag Brown Connecticut. In fact, you will receive, if you're a member of the Officers Club, two Swag Connecticut's and one Swag Black. The Swag Connecticut I will enjoy today. The Swag Black I will enjoy for litation in several weeks. The shipment's going out next week. So if you're a member of the Officers Club, you will love the Swag Brown Connecticut and the Swag Black from Aging Room Cigars. Rafael Nodal, Hank Bischoff, they have done a fantastic job with their boutique uh, blends brands, including the Swag and the Aging Room. But today I want to pick up a, I'm going to enjoy a Swag Brown Connecticut. And their tagline is, it is made for the new generation. Newest addition to the Swag line, it is a medium-bodied cigar, Dominican filler and binder with an Ecuadorian light shade Colorado wrapper. Very, very nice, very pleasant medium-bodied, nice notes of uh, sweetness, very creamy. It's not going to be overpowering. Very, very pleasant. And the reason I chose it was because not only is it part of the Officers Club, but it'll go great with my libation of choice today. And whenever you have a libation and a cigar, you want to make sure they complement each other. You don't want one overpowering the other. A full-bodied cigar with a very mild-bodied libation going to wipe the other out. Can't do that. They have to be complimentary. So I picked the Swag Brown Connecticut. It comes in four different sizes. It comes in the VIP, which is a nice four and a half inch long cigar by 48. Very quick cigar. The Lavish, a five by 54 Robusto. The Infamous, a six by 54 Toro. 
and the Ego, which is a Magnum style cigar, six inches in length with a 60 ring gauge, 60, 64, seven inch in diameter. And because I've been on occasion known to been accused to have a big ego, which I don't disagree, I will pull out the ego. Six by 60. This is a big, bold cigar, but nice medium bodied, beautiful looking stick. Wonderful aroma, nice wrapper, just beautiful all the way around. Has a secondary band that says Connecticut on the foot of the cigar. That's what I will enjoy today, the Swag Brown Connecticut. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Self-sharpening, double-edged stainless steel guillotine in my hot little hand, ready for cutting maneuvers. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Of early Cigar Dave R&D Laboratories, I've got the grenade. This is a large, very large Lightation device, single gas jet flame, can adjust the fuel-air mixture. I've got a nice wide flame on it now, shoots out about two inches. Big tank, feels good in the hand, almost looks like a grenade. It's got that big tank, nice uh, nice shape in the hand, that's what I would use today. Cigar, Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut, as always, although I did make somewhat of a mess here. I kind of missed the ashtray, so let me just clean up. We don't want, as connoisseurs, as alphas, we don't like a messy area. So I'll clean that up. Very nice. All right. Just check the draw. That's good. Now, I have to remove the band that is on the foot of the cigar. The Swag Brown Connecticut has two bands. It has the main band that says Swag, and then on the foot, it says Connecticut. I'm going to pull that one off. We don't want to cause the paper of the band to go up in flames. Now I'll gently toast the foot of this beautiful looking Swag Connecticut Ego, big Magnum style cigar, six inches in length with a 60 ring gauge. Toasting the foot of this cigar, taking my time. Now when you have a big ring gauge, you need to make sure that the wrapper is properly lit, then you toast the binder and the filler, taking your time before you put it in your chompers, and puffing and rotating, all right. Blow on the foot of that cigar. Got a nice toast going on. Let me puff and rotate. Oh yeah. Mm. Great draw. Taking my time. Mm-hmm. Let me puff a, or a gently blow on the foot of the cigar. All right. Need to still touch up a few areas. Have a few dark spots. We want a nice even amber glow. We do not want to have an uneven draw. Not good. And with a larger ring gauge size cigars, you got to really make sure it's properly lit. If you don't light it from the get-go, going to have problems somewhere down the road. Okay. Perfect. Hey, Oh, yeah. Very nice. Great aroma. Wafting around me. Take another buff. Mmm. Pleasant. Very nice. So my Swag Brown Connecticut properly lit. I need the proper accompaniment. Scotch, bourbon, and beer. Commence thirst-quenching libationary maneuvers. Well, I don't know why I was in the mood. I'm in the mood for some tea, but some green tea. Green tea is very good for you. So I had some tea remaining 
here at Command Center Alpha. I've got a cabinet full that's got all my little Nespresso capsules, and I've got some various types of tea, and I brew the tea. And I'll give you a little trick momentarily, but I've just pulled out a uh, the box of Bigelow Green Tea with Lemon. Nice box. has 28 tea bags in the box. Now, green tea, very, very good for you. It's not overpowering, and I normally sweeten it with just a little bit of stevia. I don't use the Splenda or the Equal or any saccharin anymore. Just the natural stevia, stevia, however you want to pronounce it. But here's a little trick that I do with the green tea. I take my coffee brewer, and what I do is I put in the little basket where you normally put the coffee. I don't have to put in a little filter or anything. I just take about 10 tea bags, put them in, compress them in, put in the, the water, hit the button, and on my Cuisinart coffee maker, I brew the tea. It's beautiful. And I put it into a large pitcher, then refrigerate it. Usually I, I make uh, take two rounds. So after I'm done with the first, throw out the tea bags, put in another 10 bags, do another uh, round of brewing. So now I have a nice uh, about 64 uh, ounces of tea ready to go in the refrigerator. And you can garnish it with a little orange slice, which I like to do, or a little lemon. I actually put a little orange slice in here. Nice way to go. My Bigelow green tea. So let me whoops, pour that in here. I already have the ice in my glass. Hmm. Let me take a sip. Ah, cool and refreshing. Now, good properties with green tea. Proven health benefits. Number one, green tea contains bioactive compounds that improve health. It's got polyphenols, EGCG, a very powerful antioxidant. Very good for you. Compounds in green tea can improve brain function and make you smarter. So now we know that the taxocrats, the Dems, do not drink green tea. Otherwise, they would have improved brain function and they would be smart. So we know that that is good. Green tea increases fat burning, improves physical performance. Antioxidants in green tea may lower your risk of various types of cancer. That's good. Green tea may protect your brain, lowering your risk of Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. That's good. Green tea can kill bacteria, improves dental health, lowers risk of an infection. Can't go wrong with that. Green tea may lower risk of type 2 diabetes. I'm all in for that. Green tea may reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease. Green tea can help you lose weight, lower your risk of becoming obese. And green tea may decrease your risk of dying and help you live longer. So, doesn't mean you're eventually not going to go, but it actually does help uh, based upon, I guess, longevity. So, let me take another sip of my green tea. I should be drinking this by the gallon, if that's the case. Mm. Take a puff of my Connecticut. My swag, Connecticut. Mm. Very nice. A wonderful accoutrement. So my cigar is now lit. And by the way, the green tea is kind of a holdover from yesterday, from St. Patrick's Day. Got to have things that are green. So I did have the, that's what came to mind initially. But now I am ready to go. When we come back, I'm going to tell you the importance. Whether you are in, in sports, you're in business, whatever your profession is an alpha, it is important to always Always be on alert, to always have situational awareness, to be prepared. Cannot emphasize this enough. An event took place in the NCAA basketball tournament, March Madness, 
on Thursday that will prove my point. We shall continue. Enjoy my swag, Brown Connecticut, my green tea, as we enjoy the good life here on the Cigar Dave Show. Never miss a minute of the show when you download the Cigar Dave mobile app for Apple, Android, and Kindle devices. You can listen to our 24-7 continuous stream of the latest show or download the recent podcasts to listen to anytime on your mobile device. Get the Cigar Dave mobile app in the App Store. Search Cigar Dave. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes store or the Google Play store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand-new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. The March Officers Club selection is a boutique blend sampler, including the Swag Black and Swag Brown Connecticut. Join the Officers Club today at CigarDave.com to get cigars like these shipped directly to you each month. Mm. Thoroughly enjoying the Swag Brown Connecticut. Absolutely magnificent. Mm. Smooth. Rafael Nodal, Hank Bischoff, they have done a marvelous job at uh, Aging Room Cigars, Boutique Blends with the Swag, the Aging Room. Feature them a number of times in the Officers Club. Always get great uh, great reviews from people. A fantastic cigar. Know you will love this one as well as the Swag Black. A little more fuller-bodied Dominican Puro that you will have sometime late next week. We are in the middle 
of March Madness, the NCAA Basketball Tournament. Don't know if you had a chance to... Uh, one thing I do like, and I don't know if you have a chance to get all the games, I remember when you basically could only get like one game at a time before Turner paired up with CBS. So there were out-of-town games you couldn't even watch. Now... You can get every game. Every game is broadcast, and you can also get it for free on the uh, on your mobile device, on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer. Fabulous. So on Thursday, I happened to be watching the game between Northwestern and Vanderbilt. There is, and all these games always come usually come down to the end. They're always pretty exciting. North uh, Vanderbilt was down by about 15 points. They start coming back. And it goes to the very, very end. They're playing out in Salt Lake City in the uh, West Regional. By the way, it was incredible to see the number of people, uh, you know, how many men were bringing their multiple wives to the game. You could see it right on camera. You see, like, one guy and, like, six of his wives, ten of his wives, five of his wives. It's amazing. But in any event, Northwestern claimed its first-ever NCAA tournament victory, 68-66 over Vanderbilt. But wait, there is more. How did the game end? Vanderbilt Commodores guard Matthew Fisher Davis. They, they, he, let me give you the setup. Riley Lachance makes a layup with 18 seconds to go in the second half putting the ninth-seeded Vanderbilt Commodores up by one point after trailing by as many as 15. So they have a one-point lead. But seconds after the inbound pass, their player, Matthew Fisher Davis, inexplicably reached out and fouls one of the Northwestern players. It was one of those fouls where you think, okay, you got to foul the guy. You know, like immediately just go in and foul. Couldn't, And I'm looking, I'm watching at this game, and I'm like, what the hell did he just do? They're up by a point. Why would you do that? So what happens next? Northwestern goes to the line in the double bonus. They get two shots. Their player goes up, made the two free throws with 15 seconds left. So they're up by one. Northwestern gets the ball back. They throw up a three. It's a brick. Northwestern gets another free throw, and they win by Two and then Fisher Davis heaved a desperation shot at the buzzer, misses. And I'm watching this and I'm like, what in the hell was this guy thinking? Well, here is an interview with ESPN after the game, and this is what Matthew Fisher Davis had to say. Uh, I just didn't know the score. To be honest, I thought we were one. Um, so I called you a point at my man. He was just telling me my matchup, and I got confused with the foul. So that was it. Well, I give him credit for at least being stand-up to be interviewed. i got to give him credit for that. That's a tough deal after you make a boneheaded play like that. But that does not excuse the fact that he did not know the score. Now, this is important. This is very important for those of you that are aspiring to be alpha males, that are alpha males. One of the traits of an alpha male is situational awareness. Situational awareness. doesn't matter if you are in business you are captaining a boat or an airplane. You are playing in a game. Situational awareness. Be aware of the circumstances you are in. Now, if you are in a game, know what the score is. Know the circumstances. Be aware of the situation. It sounds pretty simple, and it really is. But this player lost situational awareness. As an alpha male, it is important to be alert. 
it is important to be prepared. It is important at all times to think. The one thing that drives me crazy over everything else is when people don't think, when people are stupid. Now, that works to our advantage because we as alphas are far smarter than betas and those that are not in our alpha league. That's true. That gives us an advantage in business, in sports, in anything. And I always look when I'm negotiating against somebody who I know is a beta, deep down in the back of my mind, I always take them seriously. You never underestimate who you are going up against. However, I always have that additional air of confidence, knowing that I am supreme as an alpha, that because I have nads of steel, that because as an alpha I know that I have more common sense, I know that I am smarter, I know I'm going to get a better deal. And you as an alpha male, I am sure, go into the same situations, whether it's negotiations or you are an attorney, you're going to represent your client, whatever the case may be. But it is vital that as an alpha male, we are always alert, we are prepared, we are always thinking not one step ahead, but three steps ahead. Now, had Matthew Fisher Davis of the Vandy Commodores been aware of the situation, looked at the scoreboard and said, real quickly, we are up by one. And he, he thought the coach told him to go foul. What his coach was doing is saying, hey, go guard him. Go play defense, but don't foul him. Had, had, had Fisher Davis looked at the scoreboard and said, we're up by one. We don't need to foul. We need to contain them. Let's make it tough for them to go down. He would have been alert. He would have been prepared. He was thinking two steps ahead. But what does he do? He does something that probably, well, we can't say that it definitely cost the game. Because who knows? Maybe Northwestern would have been able to get the ball down and maybe score. But you don't know that. But what you essentially did, what this player did, was hand Northwestern the game. But again, had he been an alpha, using situational awareness, look at the scoreboard, be alert, know that you're up by one, be prepared, Know that you have to defend them. There's 18 seconds to go. Don't let them walk down. Think. Defend. The result could have been vastly different. And I bring this up as an example for all of you. You are alphas. It is imperative that you always be alert, no matter what the situation. You always be prepared that you think. As alphas, you have a built-in advantage. Because, again, your brain works far better, is far smarter than wussified betas. That is fact. Guaranteed. But don't allow yourself to get complacent. Don't allow yourself to lose focus. Don't allow yourself to lose the situational awareness. Two very important words. Same thing when you're flying. As a, as a, as a captain of, of an airplane... Situational awareness. Know where you are. Know where you need to be. Think not only one step ahead, three steps ahead. Plan ahead of time. And if you do that in every aspect of your life, you will do just fine. It really was a shame because it was a great game, great comeback. And again, I, I, I got out of my chair. I was like, what the hell? And I didn't use what the hell. I said, what in the you-know-what did he just do? I mean, I'm screaming at the television. It was so, and believe me, I've done that many times, especially 
when watching my Buffalo Bills or Syracuse Orangemen play. That has happened many times, screaming at the television, so much so that my German Shepherd Sultan comes up to me thinking that he did something wrong because I'm so irate at what the Bills or the Syracuse Orangemen team did that I have to say, it's okay, Sultan, it wasn't you. It was the Bills or it was the Orangemen. They screwed up. Poor dog thinks I was yelling at him, and that was not the case. So now you know, Lieutenant Sinalfa's situational awareness. As your commanding general, as the global alpha, it is always incumbent upon me to make sure that I guide you in the proper way as alphas. We know we have the intelligence. We know we have the nads of steel. We know we are superior against betas and those feminists that can't get dates that are just angry, evil, not attractive feminists. We know this. Use it to our advantage and don't ever be ashamed to feel superior as alphas. Feel superior to betas. Look at them and shake your head like I always do saying those poor, dumb, bastard betas. Ha! I feel so proud to be an alpha. Hour number two of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. Stand by, fellow alphas. The Cigar Dave Show podcast is presented by Diamond Crown. Sit back, relax, pour a drink, and light up a Diamond Crown as you begin the show with the general, Cigar Dave. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida, U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Welcome back. Hour number two, the foremost authority on the alpha male good life, including cigars, spirits, diversions, dice, dames, constantly battling the enemies of pleasure and the feminists who want to get in the way of our alpha male lifestyle. Now, I was thinking... I do have some enemy of pleasure news and items I must get to, but would I rather start the second hour of our alpha male conversational maneuvers talking about a negative item or something more uplifting, if you know what I mean, such as sex? All in favor of me starting this hour talking sex, signify by raising your right hand saying I. Clearly I can see everyone is saying I. So that's what I will start off hour number two. You can never go wrong with sex. All right, we welcome you back, lieutenants. Don't forget, as always, follow me on social media, Twitter at Cigar Dave Show, Facebook, Instagram, Cigar Dave. Check us out on the website, CigarDave.com. If you have not downloaded the Cigar Dave mobile app, what on earth are you waiting for? Go to the uh, either the Android store or go to the the uh, Apple Store, and download the Cigar Dave mobile app. Do a search for Cigar Dave, and you can uh, listen to us 24-7, continuous loop, the live show noon to 2 Eastern time on Saturdays, as well as on-demand shows and special shows. That is the place to go. All right. 
We're going to start this hour talking about sex. This is a very unique, I've got actually multiple unique stories that I would like to share with you. A British company claims to have created the world's first smart condom. We've got the smartphone, the smart car, the smart house. Now we have the smart condom, which will go on the smart pleasure stick. It is called the icon, the icon, lower I, then capital C-O-N for condom. The icon, smart condom, is like a Fitbit, but for your pleasure stick, for your Hebrew national. It provides all the statistics men need to assess their sexual prowess. Some of the data that it is able to obtain includes the duration of horizontal Mambo pleasure maneuvers, the number of calories that are burnt, the number and speed of thrusts. Thrust is very important, not only when it comes to the power on an airplane or a boat, but clearly when it comes to sexual maneuvers. Because the speed and the number of thrusts are important for the female pleasure. In fact, I think I can hear one of the members of the harem right now being pleasured as we speak. I can, I can hear it. Right here at Command Center Alpha, Humidor 1A. Wait a minute. That bodes the question. Who's pleasuring her if it's not me? <laughs> yeah, Sergeant Steve says guilty. Right. Also, it gives girth measurements. It's not just the size. It is the girth. And different positions used per week, month, or year. So now in your mobile app, it, 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 apparently it syncs up with the mobile app. Not only can you get the duration you know, three hours, seven minutes, you know, for the betas, it's like 38 seconds or the alphas were like four hours, five hours, calories burnt, the number and speed of girth, the girth measurements, the different positions used per week, month or year. So now you can keep track of missionary, cowgirl, reverse cowgirl, doggy, pile driver. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. This is, a, this is for the basis of scientific study and, and your well-being. It is important that you now be able to track all these important measurements. And I'm looking at the, I'm looking right now at the box. It's called the icon. And there is a, and we'll tweet this out and we'll, we'll put on social media. It looks like a condom with a reservoir end, I must add. And little probes with little, you know, little wires to signify the electronic device. The world's, it says i.con, the world's first smart condom. Now, it also can help detect sexually transmitted diseases such as chlamydia and syphilis. It uses a nanochip and Bluetooth technology to relay the data to a smartphone app. 90,000 people have already pre-ordered the product, which will be released later this year at a price of 59.99 pounds. So that's probably about 70, 75 bucks U.S. dollars. The lead engineer on the ICON project, Adam Leverson, said, not only have we innovated the world's first smart condom ring that'll measure pretty much every aspect of performance in the bedroom, but now I'm pleased to confirm it will also have built-in indicators to alert the users to any potentially sexually transmitted diseases present. That is a very good feature. The ring is worn at the base of the condom, is adjustable for size, and can be reworn again and again. 
It has an integrated micro USB port, so it can be recharged. Not advised to recharge during sexual maneuvers. You don't want to have the cord flailing all over the place. Each charge lasts about six to eight hours. In the uh, icon currently in the final stages of testing before its release later this year. So the i.con smart condom. Interesting. Some great statistics. All right. Now, I've always stated this. You know, we hear a lot of these stories about teachers that are having sexual relations, sexual liaisons with their students. And I've always stated when I've seen the pictures of many of these young teachers, I always say, why did I not have teachers that look this hot when I was in high school. I mean, if these teachers I had were this hot, you're darn right. I would like to tap them, if you know what I mean, and I think you do. Well, here are two stories. First, a 32-year-old English teacher who is married, three kids, admitted in court. And this, by the way, let me see where this comes to us from. This comes to us from, I believe, I want to say Pennsylvania. Yes. Oh, no, correction, Louisiana. This comes to us from Louisiana in the St. Charles Parish, Louisiana School, the Destrahan High School. 32-year-old English teacher who is married, has three kids, admitted in court. She had sex with a 16-year-old student in a plea deal that gets her out of serving any prison time or having to register as a sex offender. The former Destrahan High School teacher was arrested in September after the teen in question started bragging to friends that he had slept with not one, but two teachers. An investigation later revealed that the unidentified teen had sex with both his current English teacher at the time and his English teacher from the prior year including an alleged threesome with both of them. Showing why on earth was I not this lucky when I was a high school student? And I'm looking at the pictures of both of these women. One, I would definitely bang. The other, eh, if you had to, look, when you're 16 at that age, you're damn right you would have. So one was 32 years old, the other 24, year old, 24, uh, 24 years of age. Both women, definitely bangable, no question about it. One I would definitely add to the harem, the other, eh, not so much. But why on earth would this kid brag? That is the dumbest thing you can do. You want to keep that gravy train rolling. You want to keep tapping that at all as many times as possible. I would keep my mouth shut and just keep saying to myself, I am living the good life. A threesome at the age of 16. Do you realize how many men have never had a threesome that are in their 50s, 60s, 70s, that have their entire life wanted a threesome? The number one requested fantasy of men in the world, bar none, a threesome. And for this 15 or 16-year-old high school student to be able to say, 16-year-old student to be able to say that he had a threesome at that young tender age, this man's life will forever be changed to the positive. Do you think this is gonna this kid is gonna be scarred? If it's me, I'm walking around at 16, walking around like I've got a hundred million bucks in my pocket. 
I'm going to go and hit those both of those dames as many times as I can. And here's another example. Very hot, 39-year-old female high school teacher in Connecticut arrested for servicing a 17-year-old male student with oral sex and sending suggestive texts to a 15-year-old student. She's been sentenced to three years in prison. The teacher taught English at Daniel Hand High School in Madison, Connecticut. She was arrested back in 2015. Now, the teacher, who was 37 at the time, now 39, provided oral sexual maneuvers to the 17-year-old male student, according to court records. The incident unfolded in the teacher's classroom right in the middle of the school day. And this sounds exactly like a forum letter. Have you ever read Penthouse or gotten Penthouse? I don't even even still publish it. I'm not even sure if it's just online. The forum letters were by far the hottest. They were the kind of letters that started off with, Dear Penthouse Forum, I am 19 years old. In the middle of the summer, while mowing a neighbor's lawn, I look over and see a hot woman scantily clad in a bikini with large, bodacious breasts, revealing an incredible figure. She must have been 40 or 45 years of age. The sweat was gently, gently streaming down her decolletage and her beautiful cleavage. And she noticed I kept staring as I was mowing the lawn. When I began edging, I noticed that she took her top off. And she looked over to me and pointed to me and said, come here. I mean, those are the kind of letters that you would read on penthouse form. And every time that you're in high school getting a job or something, you'd always say, maybe this is going to be the day that a penthouse forum fantasy letter comes true. Of course, it never did. But this reads like a penthouse forum letter. The incident unfolded in the teacher's classroom in the middle of the school day. The teacher asked the student to stop by. The student comes by. She locks the classroom door behind him. She closes the blinds. And then sexual pleasure maneuvers take place. Now, if that is not a penthouse forum letter, I don't know what the hell is. When the incident, the rendezvous was over, the 17-year-old student freaked out. Freak out? Are you kidding me? I wouldn't have slept that night. I would have been thinking about it the entire night, saying, I can't wait to go to class tomorrow. I can't wait to be called to the teacher's classroom once again. This was a dramatically life-saving event. So what does this schmuck 17-year-old student do? He freaks out, clearly a beta male. He concocts a plan to blackmail the teacher. According to court records, for 200 bucks, he says he'd keep quiet about the forbidden classroom liaison. She did not comply. Instead, the teacher, who's a Canadian citizen, threatened the student concerning her father's supposed mob ties and that he wouldn't play football again if he squealed. Now, there's another student involved, a 15-year-old student, in which a warrant states that the teacher sent him a bunch of texts telling him, for example, how handsome he is. The student received those texts, uh, said receiving the, the student who received the text said, Receiving those texts was very hard. I'm sure he was. But he had trouble sleeping and concentrating in class. Oh, poor baby. An attorney from the Victims' Rights Center of Connecticut, Maura Crossan, read the statement of one of the students in court. And I'm quoting. 
Because of the power of rumors, my name got out. I became an outcast. I wanted to fit in, but this was so painful. Really? Painful? Are you kidding me? If word got out, I'd be like, I am the big man on campus. Yep, I tapped her. You damn right I did. I am the big man on campus. And to all you other guys, yeah, come to me. Been there, done it. I will tell you what it's about. I will hold court. Please. A 15 or 17-year-old kid that gets laid by a hot teacher, there is nothing in any way, shape, or form that is painful about that. The mother of one of the students said her son still suffers emotionally, physically, and psychologically because of the trauma. Trauma? Getting your pleasure stick pleasured? I don't think so. And so the other mother said that sexual assault is not sexy. This woman is a sexual predator with no remorse, but my son will rise above this nightmare. Pardon the pun. I'm sure he did rise above the nightmare. Well, all I can tell you is if I had, we'll post this, if I had teachers that looked like this, would I have liked to have had my pleasure stick pleasured? You damn better believe it. Would I have continued tapping that as long as I can? You're damn right. And for any of these mothers to say this is sexual abuse, baloney. The hormones are raging. The testosterone is raging through 14, 15, and 16-year-old adolescent boys, especially if they're alphas in development. And if you have the opportunity to enjoy some sexual relations, liaisons with a hot teacher, I say go to town. Enjoy. Mazel tov. Live the good life. Enjoy the alpha male lifestyle. Start your harem when you're young. Anybody that says this is traumatic, they are full of baloney. The March selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is a boutique blend sampler, including the Swag Brown Connecticut. This cigar is a medium-bodied Dominican cigar with a very special Ecuadorian brown Connecticut wrapper. The Swag Brown Connecticut is a perfect cigar for any occasion. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, 
Search for Cigar Dave and download our brand new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available. Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. One hundred percent USDA certified alpha male with zero trace of wussification. It's the General Cigar, Cigar Dave. Dave. I'm still lamenting why my teachers in high school weren't smoking hot. None of them were in their 30s. I don't think any of them were in their 40s. I think mostly they were in their 50, late 50s and 60s. And the teachers then, compared to the teachers today, totally different hotness factor today. Not even close. They were very matronly when I was in high school, back from 1978 to 82. Today, they're much hotter. In fact, if any adolescent gets hit on by a hot teacher, I say go for it. But the lesson to be learned, keep your mouth shut. Keep laying the golden goose, literally. Don't spoil the, the pleasure maneuvers. Don't ruin it by opening your mouth and then somebody hearing about it. Try to ride that pony, if you know what I'm saying, for umpteen years. If you're like a sophomore, try to ride that pony, that teacher pony, for about another three years. Or let her ride your pony, one or the other. This is a classic. You know, I've talked about transgender, transsexuals, trans alphas, trans... I mean, you name it, there's a trans for everything. This is, this is, just shows you how nuts. Now we've got trans species. A 20-year-old Norwegian woman said she was born the wrong species. Nano, a 20-year-old Norwegian woman, says she realized at age 16 that she is a cat. Yeah, she's a pussycat. Look, I'm not against pussies in any way. Pussycats, that is, of course. But this is a little bit nuts. Trans species. She says, I was born the wrong species explaining that because of a genetic defense, she is a cat trapped in a human body. She speaks in meows to her friend. This is what she sounds like. She hisses at dogs, hates water, and says she has a superior sense of smell and can see in the dark. And, but wait, there's more. Nano hunts mice at night. She started a popular YouTube video, over 1.3 million views, where she wears uh, a large cat ears and a tail. She also puts on pink fluffy paws to rub her face and gets on all fours to crawl and purr. purr. Listen, you want to go, I was going to say, this cat wants to go doggy style, or I guess it's cat style on all fours, I don't know. No problem. But please, she wants people to treat her as if she were a cat. Okay, I can't stand cats. I'd like to take every cat, kick them to the curb, get rid of them. I'm a dog guy. You're either a dog guy or you're a cat person. There's no in-between. I'm a canine guy, not a feline guy. I like dogs. 
not a cap person. So all I can tell you is this dame is an absolute nut job. Freak show. She says, maybe I can grow out of it, but I doubt it. I think I'll be a cat all my life. We will continue around the corner. Woof, woof. No meows here. The General is always on Twitter. Delivering breaking news. Giving you the latest intel on cigars. And battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. have been breached. Congressional insurgency has begun. Stand by as your general enacts countermeasures. Well, we told you a while back last summer, the city of Philadelphia passed a soda tax. 1.5 cent per ounce tax on soda and other sweetened beverages, including diet beverages. But the tax in Philadelphia, they made it very clear. This, they didn't care about health. This is all about funding pre-K. So let's fund pre-K, another liberal program. And I'm not against funding pre-K. But why is it that only one particular group should be singled out in one product? That's where I have a problem. Well, they enacted a 1.5 cent per ounce on soda, other sweetened beverages, diet sodas. Of course, it was opposed by retailers, beverage distributors, manufacturers. And the city of Philadelphia said, ah, there'll be a small decrease in consumption, but it won't have any negligible impact on jobs or anything else. Well, since the tax has gone into effect on January 1st, and I told you at the time, 1.5 cents per ounce is very deceiving. Because when you think about it, I did the analysis, 
on a two liter, you know, the average two liter bottle of soda is like a dollar thirty, a dollar fifty. Well, if you take the one point five cents, that's roughly anywhere between, depending on the the price of the bottle of soda, can be anywhere between a thirty cent or thirty percent tax all the way up to, in some cases, a one hundred percent tax. If there's a, a bottle of soda on sale for ninety nine cents. And you're talking about, what is it, like 65 ounces, 66 ounces, something like that, for a, uh, a two-liter bottle of soda, you're talking about almost a dollar of tax, sometimes more. Sometimes the tax is actually more than the actual price of the soda. And I said 100% tax on anything will have an effect. Well, since the tax went into effect on January 1st, in the city of Philadelphia, consumption of... Sweetened and diet beverages is off by 50%, according to retailers and the companies involved in manufacturing these products. They're reporting huge losses, and lo and behold, they're announcing layoffs. Last week, Pepsi blamed a 43% drop in business on the new tax, announced it would be laying off 80 to 100 area employees out of 423. So approximately 20 to 25% of their workforce, gone. Done. Their livelihood finished over an onerous, ridiculous tax. Canada Dry, effective March 5th, earlier this month, got rid of 25 of their workers. Retailers are laying people off. The owner of Brown Superstores, which owns six Philadelphia ShopRite stores, is going to axe 300 employees within the next month or two. That's not coincidental. Now, the city says it's raised $5.7 million or more than double its forecast in January alone from the tax. Some of the money has been used to fund expanded pre-K. And the city, of course, always uses, they, they love to fire back at these companies. When companies say, look, we have to lay people off. Here's the reality. They always love to say, oh, this had nothing to do with the tax. And in Philadelphia's case, they're saying, well, maybe they're laying off 100 people. And maybe another 300 employees are going to get laid off at these other stores. But there's 250 teachers and support staff jobs now created under their new pre-K program, which I don't believe for a second. And I love how these city officials, and I don't care what the city or the state, they love to dispute the consumption reduction and the layoff figures, and they love to blame it to something else. They love to blame it saying, well, maybe they were going to lay off people anyway, or maybe they're just using it to deter other cities from enacting attacks. And we've seen that with the cigar industry here in the cigar city of Tampa. We saw that when Have a Tampa, after the onerous S-CHIP, the uh, State Children's Health Insurance Program tax, the onerous tax of 53% was levied on cigars. And it really hit the mass market cigars very, very hard because there was a 40-cent cap per cigar. But if you have a cigar, a, a, a mass market cigar that retails for, let's just say, 50 cents, a 50% tax, that's the full brunt of the tax. That's now going to run people 75, 80 cents for that cigar. And that is a very price-sensitive market. And so what happens when you know consumption is going to go down? 
We'll have a Tampa that had 500 employees in a very modern factory here in Tampa with all the other people that were employed because of that in the ancillary jobs. Well, after the Congress, the Democrat-controlled Congress under Obama and Pelosi enacted the new, passed the new S-chip tax, they closed the factory. 500 jobs, well-paying jobs with health insurance, with retirement programs, gone. Done. They had to combine their factory with one in Puerto Rico because they said the demand is going to go down. We know it. We don't need two factories. And what did Kathy Fidel Castor do, the congresswoman that represents the cigar city of Tampa? In her incredible stupidity, and she is one of the dumbest people I've ever met. You talk about someone that is dumb as a box of rocks, Kathy Castor fits the bill. She is as dumb as they come. And all you need to do is go do, do a, a Google search on YouTube for Kathy Castor, Congress. And watch her at committee hearings. If it's not scripted for her, questions scripted, she can't answer, ask them of any of the people that, that are being interviewed on a House committee. That's how stupid she is. So much stupidity that I watched a, a very important, and I can't remember what it was, but it was an important session. It was an important uh, committee hearing. And I watched about 18 members of the House ask questions, good questions. When it came time to her, because everything has to be written for her, she's that stupid. She went and read, instead of listening, saying, geez, that question was asked already and answered. Okay, this one, let me scratch this one. Let me that, okay. She asked every question on her list, 90% of which were already asked by another congressman or congresswoman and answered. She looked like a total horse's ass. Well, she is an ass. She is stupid. And now she loves to wave the flag saying, oh, I'm for the cigar industry. I'm doing my part. We have to make sure that premium cigars are exempted. Too late, you dumb son of a bitch. Too late. And that's exactly what she is, a dumb son of a bitch. She campaigned on the coattails of her mother, who was no pride and joy either, another dumb son of a bitch who was, uh, what, the state education commissioner and I think ran the University of South Florida. I think she was a member of the, the uh, county commissioners here in Hillsborough County. But two, it's a stupid family. The Castors are stupid. Fact. And Kathy Castor, after the Have a Tampa factory is shuttered, 500 jobs are gone, lost. Ancillary jobs, gone, never to come back. She has the stupidity to come up and say, well, they were going to shut that factory anyway, blatantly lying, at which point Theo Foles, the CEO of Altadas at the time, said, we were never going to shut that factory. That is a blatant lie. We shut the factory because we now know that with a 53% excise tax, demand is going to go down through the floor. It's going to drop like a 10,000-pound lead brick on a feather. And he was right. And she blatantly lied. And, of course, I called her out on it. And I invited her, by the way. I've invited her on the Cigar Dave show many times. Now, I think once out of about a dozen times, I did receive an email back from her chief of staff or her a publicist, whoever it is, saying she'll have to decline. Because they know. They, they know that Kathy does not stand, Kathy Castor, Kathy Fidel Castor doesn't stand a chance against me. I am so far superior to her in smarts, in intelligence, intellect, brain power, debate skills. She knows she will look 
like a, a piece of meat chopped with a Ginsu steak knife by the time I was done with her. And that is fact. She knows I will pulverize her and expose her blatant stupidity. But this is exactly what the enemies of pleasure do. They blatantly lie. And that's what the, the officials of Philadelphia are doing. First of all, they're disputing the consumption. They're disputing the fact that 50% of sales have gone away. Well, that's pretty easy to prove or disprove. The companies will say, you know exactly what the taxes are. So you can look and say, okay, this is the tax the year before, the month before. This is how much was, was consumed. Here's what it is now. A spokesman for Mayor Jim Kenney, who's a real beaut, said the city had projected a 27% consumption decline as a result. So the city predicts 27%. Now, of course, whenever you have city accountants or experts brought in from accounting firms to come up with revenue projections or expense projections, they're always way off. I remember here in the Cigar City of Tampa, the, they built the, wanted to build a new aquarium. So they hired an outside accounting firm. And the outside accounting firm came back with these rosy projections. Ten years of growth every year. They're going to have this many visitors. It's going to be huge. It's never going to lose a dime from day one. Now, anybody with a lick of common sense would look and say, wait a minute. Hold on a second. They're not going to be profitable from the get-go. There's startup expenses. You've got to amortize things. There's never a time when there's never going to be a drop. So the city said, look at these projections. They're great. It's going to be a winner. And they get the referendum passed. What happens in reality? Well, they didn't even come close to hitting their projections. It's very easy on an Excel spreadsheet to make everything come out rosy and dandy. So the city of Philadelphia says, okay, there'll be a 27% consumption, but no jobs will be lost. We'll get our revenue. No problem. Well, more like 50%, and it's probably going to go down even further. So the spokesperson for the mayor of the city of Philadelphia, uh, Mayor Jim Kenney, the spokesperson says, we have no way of knowing if their sales figures and predicted job losses are anything more than fear-mongering to prevent this from happening in other cities. Again, the stupidity of these government flunkies is glaringly apparent. Do you think a company wants to lay 100 people off for no reason? Clearly, they needed those employees when their sales were double. But when sales have been cut in half, you don't need that many employees. And see, this is the problem with government. President Trump introduced his budget this week, and he made some hard cuts. Some people didn't like him. Many people didn't like him. Because once you enact a program, an entitlement program, everybody loves to feed off the government teat. Nobody likes to say, okay, even though it's only a five-year program, that's, that's the, the big misnomer. Governments say it's only a three-year program. It's only a three-year tax. It'll, it'll revert afterward. Have you ever seen a tax go away after three years when they promise it'll go away? Have you ever seen a government entitlement program go away when they say it's only a three-year program? It's only a two-year program. It's only a one-year program. It's only a 10-year program. It never goes away. It gets buried by the bureaucracy. What did Donald Trump campaign on? I'm a business person. I'm going to run the business like run the government like a business. I'm going to take a giant red pen and we're going to cut. It's going to be painful cuts. And many people are not happy. 
You know, I had uh, one of my friends uh, tweeted something or, or, or Facebook something saying, well, what do you think about the Meals on Wheels? It is a good program. And it is a good program. I don't disagree. But that should be a state local program, not a federal program. And it is a good program. In no way, shape, or form am I dispar- disparaging the program. It is. Let local, city, state, let them find ways. Corporation for Public Broadcasting, not one lick of taxpayer money should go to any PBS station. Let them go out and sell and underwrite shows. Let them do things to be, a- be creative. But I don't want to fund any public broadcasting shows, period. The National Endowment for the Arts. Jeez, will we be able to live without it? You're damn right. Enough is enough. And, of course, now you have people jumping up and down. Oh, it's terrible. We can't cut these programs. Why not? You as a, as a, as a, as a citizen do all the time. If your income goes down or something happens, you look and say, hey, we got to tighten the belt. You know what? Maybe we're not going to go out to dinner. Maybe that family vacation, we're going to take two trips. Hey, maybe we'll take one. We'll just do one nice one instead of two, two really big ones. Everybody does it. We've all done it at one time or another in our lives. It's time for the government to do it. And I get a kick out of all these politics. Oh, we can't do this. It's terrible. Oh, it's horrible. Suck it up. Suck it up. The government really only is, is responsible for one thing, and that is our national security and our safety. That's it. That's it. Everything else becomes a waste. Everything else becomes a bloated bureaucracy. So now people are jumping up and down. Oh, we can't do this. We can't have it. It's so, so outrageous. We have to have a national endowment. We wouldn't have the play Hamilton if it wasn't for the National Endowment for the Arts. Jeez. Hmm. We wouldn't have a play where people are clamoring to spend $1,000, $2,000 to get a ticket. Too effing bad. Let the private sector handle it. Enough is enough. And I'm so sick and tired of these government bureaucrats, these government flunkies that have never worked in the private sector a day in their lifetime, pointing their finger and saying, you know what? We, we think that these companies are lying. Even though we projected a 27% consumption reduction, no way could we have been wrong as a government uh, entity. No, no, no. The companies are lying. They're fear-mongering. B.S. Enough is enough. I am so fed up with these bureaucrats, so fed up with these, these, these government officials, these elected officials that want to dip into our pocket every time we turn around. Enough is enough. Thank goodness we have a president who is a business person who says, enough is enough. I'm going to do what I said. We're going to take a giant red pen. We're going to cut the budgets. We're going to be more efficient. End of discussion. The final and concluding segment of this edition of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. If you miss any of the general show, you can catch up anytime with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Presented by Diamond Crown. Listen to the most recent show simply by opening the app with our continuous replay. Or you can download a podcast of a past show. Search Cigar Dave in the App Store to get it. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So... 
The Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional Line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. The March Officers Club selection is a boutique blend sampler, including the Swag Black and Swag Brown Connecticut. Join the Officers Club today at CigarDave.com to get cigars like these shipped directly to you each month. Well, I would be remiss if I did not wish Cigar Mother Piera a very happy birthday. Next Wednesday, March 22nd, is Cigar Mother's birthday, so a happy birthday. Big birthday. And I extend her, of course, my birthday greetings, as well as I'm sure many of our uh, loyal lieutenants and alphas that have met her at some of the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fests. And I will, will be having my sister and I a special dinner for her next Wednesday with some friends celebrating her birthday. So happy birthday, Mother. Look forward to seeing you uh, very soon and celebrating your birthday. Also, it is Avo Uvasian's birthday. My mother and Avo share the same birthday. So a very, very happy birthday to Avo Ovasian, as well as Cigar Mother Piera. Looking forward to our celebratory dinner with her. As Alphas, loyalty is tantamount and paramount. Loyalty is a dying trait. And I always say, I was brought up, my father, very loyal. I learned and instilled loyalty, very important. And the one thing that I despise probably more than anything is disloyalty. People that are no longer loyal. You help someone and all of a sudden they forget. Loyalty to me tells me everything you need to know about a person. And as alpha males, I think we, most of us, most every alpha male carries that around. We have great traits. And one of them is the loyalty trait. Well, I got a kick this week out of reading an article 
the former North Carolina governor, Pat McCrory, was kvetching and whining, saying he couldn't find a job in the private sector because of the bathroom law that uh, was enacted that he signed into law. He said the state's controversial bathroom law made it difficult, has made it difficult for him to land a job after leaving office. He said in an interview that the backlash following the law has, quote, impacted me to this day, even after I left office. People are reluctant to hire me because, oh my gosh, he's a bigot, which is the last thing I am. He blames liberal advocates, which requires that transgender people use the bathroom corresponding to their biological sex as identified on their birth certificate for damaging his reputation. Well, I don't believe in any way, shape, or form that Pat McCrory is a bigot. I know many people that know him, that helped him get elected, and I don't believe he's a bigot. What I do, however, believe is that he's incredibly dumb, he's incredibly disloyal, and he has hired incredible incompetent people when he was governor over four years. And I know this for fact firsthand. Now, the word was that President Trump would give McCrory a job in the new administration. And McCrory went up, met with him. But I knew for a fact that was never going to happen because Trump's people knew he was disloyal. The people that helped Pat McCrory get elected, he became incredibly disloyal to them starting on election night. The evening where he segregated all those people that helped him, put him into a separate ballroom, didn't acknowledge him, and he screwed them during his four years while governor. Pat, you are a dumb schmuck. You are incredibly disloyal. You are your own worst enemy. And the reason that private enterprise doesn't want to hire you is because they know you're dumb and disloyal. So you have screwed yourself. Lieutenant Cigar Dave, the general say, Mayor Humidor always be full. Mayor Cutter always be sharp. Mayor Ashby extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio always pleasure. Long live the Alpha. Make America great again. Happy birthday, Mom, this coming Wednesday. <laughs>